Blog Talk Radio. of Fighting Words on the Fighting Words News Network. Fighting Words is brought to you each and every night of the week. In grateful appreciation to the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, the men and women of police and fire services, and the men and women on the front line of COVID, the doctors and nurses, 
and all, all the auxiliary people in the hospitals. Um, please remember when you're out there, wear your mask uh, and stay six feet away. We don't want to lose any uh, listeners. We're, the uh, last two weeks have been uh, our top uh, weeks. We topped out last week at uh, 267,419, which is an all-time high for us uh, in listeners. So for all our listeners out there across the, the globe, we really appreciate it. Um, tonight we're at full staff. We have uh, Ty just joined us. we got uh, Zito. And everybody, we have a birthday boy today, Birthday Bob. No, hey. that's birthday, Bob. Happy birthday, Happy Bob. Birthday, Bob. Yeah, well, we're all we sick. celebrating today because uh, on my actual birthday, uh, Stinko Jordan no Wave. Everyone gets that confused. Whoa. I've been arguing with you for years. Stinko Jordan no Wave. All right? And I'm tired <laughs> of arguing. Really. Okay. We're also joined by we're also joined by one of Sarasota's finest, um, uh, the guy who's been a, was on the job for, uh, as a dog handler and uh, as a as a terrific deputy. Um, Tony Hendricks on with us tonight. Tony is a, a fight enthusiast, and uh, we want to uh, invite him to, to uh, tune in with us uh, each week if he'd like to. Uh, Tony, Greetings, welcome. Tony. Hey. Do it. Do it. Good Do evening, it. gentlemen. Happy birthday, Bob. Do it. Thank you, yeah. sir. But if you don't tune in every, you know, I'm I'm gonna be. Do it. Do it. That, that's that. Uh, <laughs> Do it. Chip, Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I would hate to have that just, happen, but I'd be more worried about Frank stop. coming after These me. These are my guys. I'm telling you, if you guys treat you so good, you, you, you can't go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the Thank things that uh, I should tell you, Tony, is that uh, Bob is a. Uh, is a former uh, MMA fighter, so uh, we want to make sure that uh, we keep him happy. Uh, Absolutely. No, hey, Consequences could be uh, severe. I want to throw <laughs> it out there. Not, not only uh, props to my boys in blue and all the, you know, uh, and, and the fire department, and, and we talk about the first-line defenders, but, you know, and I've been thinking about this for weeks. I want to throw a shout-out to everyone in a supermarket. You guys Held yeah. us through COVID. All right. That's no right. one gave you enough props. You're working in <laughs> the deli market, produce, or or the front line. It was a checkout with your mask for the last year and a half. You guys <laughs> are some front line That's workers. That's a very good point. Okay. Yeah, that never quaffed. I mean, through. I'm not going to throw out some political teacher union bullshit. I, I don't do that. You know what I mean? But I'm going to just throw out the, 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 the frontline workers of the people that were cutting my meat, slicing my cheese, giving me the, the, the canned foods. You people, I love you. Uh, good point. It would take a resident foodie to point that out, but great point. Yeah, I mean, because they, 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 they held in there, and I, I go, and, you know, we have a great relationship, uh, you know, here and there, and they're, yeah, they're, you know, the whole COVID thing, I think it was funny they put restrictions on Dennis, because Dennis, you guys were already locked down. You had everything. You know what I mean? The masks, the shields, the, the you had everything, and they shut down the dentist. Like, that was the dumbest shit ever. You know what I mean? Like, they already <laughs> had it going on. You know what I mean? And no one's giving props 
to the people cutting my meat. So I want to throw that out there. That's Happy birthday to them. Yeah. Kudos. Yeah. Kudos for bringing that up. Well, you know, Ty, um, there was a fight last week, and it uh, seemed to have, um, over the years, uh, we've noticed that Bob has gotten a little bit more technical about uh, <laughs> his uh, fighters. Uh, last week we had Andy Ruiz and Chris Ariola. Oh. Which, uh, <laughs> oh my God! The technique in good that fight, fight. Good fight. That was actually a very good fight. I thought Ariola was going to take him there for a minute, but no, Ruiz impressed me. Oh, Ariola put up. Ruiz went. He danced around, just kept flicking that jab, just flicked at Ariola, flicked in a counterclockwise yeah. fashion. He just kept going. In the aerial, it was right in the middle, and he just kept flicking it, flicking it, flicking it, flicking it. And then he went counterclockwise, flicking that areola. And, and he just won by points, really. And so, yes. you know, anytime you can flick the areola for points, you just go that there round. This guy, remember, anytime you say areola, he's going to go there. Frank, <laughs> you would not believe it. Yeah, so yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. My wife yeah. just gave me the stone cold, I'm going to kill you. Are you really talking about areola? Look, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm a 47-year-old child, 49, 47. I don't even know how old I am anymore. <laughs> <laughs> guy that uh, was one of your favorite fighters, uh, Ursulandi Loro, uh, was in the ring again last week. Uh, oh, he took out Cornflake. Wow. Cornflake's a friend of the show, too. Mm. Yeah, he is. Um, one, I'm, I mean, it was, I'm trying it was to get a hold of him to, uh, to come on next yeah. week. And, uh, and Ursulandi Loro himself said that uh, Lamana walked into the shot. He walked right onto the shot. And, you yeah. know, if. if, if Arizona Law is notable for one thing. It's, it's pulling you into his left hand. And, uh, yep. you know, he, he, you know, to catch him in the first round, you catch a guy cold. I was watching that fight from the hotel room at Nashville, man. I watched all these fights. Like, as soon as I got back to the hotel, I started nice. watching the fights. And um, that one – that one was a little surprising to me um, because Arizlande was going up in weight, and he's not known for his yep. power. Uh, by no means am I saying that uh, Corn Flake is the level of, you know, fight, boxer or fighter that Arizlande mm-hmm. Laura is. But uh, for Arizlande Laura to stop him like that was uh, it was quite impressive, nonetheless. He's now calling out uh, Jamal Charlo, which is a little surprising. He's been training together with Ronnie, mm. so they know they still do, as far as I know. I haven't um, been up on his training, Arizona Law, right now, but he has called out Jamal Charlo, uh, or the winner of the uh, Castano Jamal Charlo fight back in 154. So uh, you know he's with PBC, so those are fights that are easily made makeable. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where he goes from here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, one one thing about Erislande Laura is he likes it when the guy comes to him for the most part, unless you're yeah. as slick as uh, somebody like Canelo. Um, Lamada, that that aggression, he's aggressive and he's long. But one thing is he he, he sacrificed everything to kind of get at Laura, and mm-hmm. that can cost you in the moment. Uh, with the yeah. Ariola and and uh, Ruiz ah, fight, what I like is both guys came in great shape for themselves. I mean, yeah. great shape mm-hmm. for themselves, for, for who they are. Um, mm-hmm. And Ruiz is tough. 
I didn't, I, I didn't know he would be. I yeah. didn't think he would be that easy to hit for uh, Ariola. But as mm-hmm. good, when Ariola does come in really good shape like that, he he kind of, he does he can use more of his skills. You know, his natural mm-hmm. ability. Um, Ruiz, I, I thought I thought he would win it off a of technique, and he did. But man, I, I didn't think he'd be that easy to hit. And the only, I, I have yeah. kind of have to say fight pacing. Fight pacing when yeah. Ruiz the fight. Just because he could work a little more than Ariola during those break moments. Ariola needed to take a break. We needed to go ahead and put the pressure on with his jab. Ariola. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but he, I mean, I, they both men made good accounts of themselves. You know what? Yeah, you know, the next I, thing is. And, gang, I think, um, I also think credit should be given to, to uh, Chris Ariola's trainer, Joe Goosen. Um, that's two fights in yeah. a row. Ariola has performed above expectations. He gave Kalnaki a good fight that he just barely lost, and he's given uh, Ruiz a good fight that he just barely lost. And I think Goosen gave him a great game plan. One thing about Ariola is everybody knows he's got quick fists, right? But everybody also knows he doesn't have the quickest feet. And with Chris, with and, and he's he's really adept when you come to him. And what Chris Ariola did is he stayed long behind his jab, and he forced he forced Ruiz to come to him, and he would catch Ruiz in between. He also wasn't afraid to punch when Ruiz punches. The problem is, is when you punch when Ruiz punch, he's going to hit you with three or four, and you're still throwing two. His hands are that quick. And like Zito mm-hmm. said, the pace of the fight eventually turned it Ruiz's way. As we know in boxing, class tells over time. So Ruiz mm-hmm. is the better, more complete fighter, and, and it shows – over the long haul, but I think kudos has to be given to uh, Joe Goosen yeah. for, for having Chris Ariola come in with a great game plan, and kudos mm-hmm. to Ariola himself for getting himself in shape at 40 and performing well above yeah. expectations. Sure, absolutely. I don't think it hurt uh, Ruiz with that uh, 55 pounds that he took off. He, he looked good. He looked in good shape. But, uh, yeah. And he outpointed, so it, it, you know, it must have done something with him. You know what, it, it, it goes to say something about relaxing, right? Because one thing about Ruiz is Ruiz is never going to be body Adonis. Um, he, he always is going to be kind of blubbery around the midsection. But even when Ruiz was weighing 285 pounds, you never saw the guy gas during a fight. He just couldn't move as much. You know, the, the, the weight affected his speed, his reflexes. But as far as his conditioning, his ability to fight 12 rounds, the guy is so relaxed. He could do that pretty easily. Mm-hmm. I, I keep talking about people that even in the MMA, like, look, you got so much gas in your gas tank. You can throw 100 shots just nice and easy, or you can throw 10 bombs with the same amount of energy. So do you plan on knocking him out in 10 shots, or do you want him to run into one of those 100? You know what I mean? It's the same gas. You know, you've got to decide how you're going to use that in the ring. And, and again, I love amateur fights. They all go in there with the emotion. They come in there. Like, women fights never get away from the emotion. That's why the women in the UFC, I I love that. Uh, You know, but men, you you, you got to tell them, stop with the emotion. Stop throwing the ball. Go in there and relax. You know, uh, a little uh, massage your earlobe, a little groove spraba, a little uh, you know anger <laughs> management. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Just, just, just relax those traps. Let those shoulders hang. You know, loose is quick. 
height is strong. You know, uh, you know, I, I don't want to push the marijuana fucking thing up this year, but you know what I mean? But, you know, if you burn one before you go into the gym, like you're more relaxed, like whatever you need to do, you know, take a, a, a whatever, just relax, drop your shoulders, be comfortable, get in there, stay in that pocket and be able to see everything. It's not the punch that you see that's going to knock you out. It's the punch that you miss. You know what I mean? The one you don't see that you come back into. You know, I could throw 100 punches, and the one you don't see is the one that's going to knock you out. You you know? Um, Going into you guys with, you know, and i got to throw that out there because you know me with all the silly stuff. So, um, Happy Mother's Day. I share a birthday. Uh, yes. Mother's Day, right? So props to all the women out there, the mothers, the, 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 the proper fighters, um, um, all the girls in the sport, um, but also on a lookout for stats. You know, the, the heavyweight fighter carries in a, an 18-ounce glove that's only 8.5 centimeters, and most women dilate from three to 10 centimeters to give a baby. All right. So I want to give props to these women coming in for 8.5 and above centimeters, getting punched bigger than any heavyweight can bring you. You know what I mean? So let's give it a shout out to the mothers this Mother's Day weekend. Uh, uh, For anything over 8.5 centimeters, um, I'm looking up the stats, you know, 125 pounder, uh, only 14 ounce, got 6.5 centimeters. You know, that's a preemie baby. You know what I mean? So let's give it up for our mothers this weekend. You know, let me ask you something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're talking about the, uh, you're talking about women. Um, what happened? Yeah. To, what was the illegal kick uh, with uh, Rhonda Marks oh, that she yeah. got disqualified for? Okay. So we're, we're coming into that. So you know how MMA. Uh, all the guys get a crotch kick, right? You get like you, you you can get up to like 50 minutes. I mean, you, I mean, you, well, not 50 minutes. You get like 15 minutes. Um, you get a long time with that, and women don't get that. You know what I mean? Well, why is that not fair? I mean, I don't. I'm not a chick. I can't. I can't. I can't argue how it is to be a woman. I can't argue how it is to be black. I can't. I. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just can know I, I can argue me, you know what I mean? But when a woman gets kicked like that, she should get the appropriate time. And so going into that, um, I, 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 I can't answer that question, but I, I think it was okay. good. Z, do you have any ideas? Um, I mean, the legal is illegal. <laughs> I mean, people, yeah. if you get yeah. hit behind the head illegally, then they, they're warning you and everything. So, I'm not going for body parts. I'm just going for the legality of it. I mean, if you hit somebody right. illegal, they should be allotted the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it would be a foul's a foul, right? But the, I think that right. the, the, the question comes in, um, and not so much me, because I think once the foul happens, you have to deal with the consequences of the foul, whichever way that, that may go. But because the fight wasn't able to continue, then it's kind of the same thing with Aljermaine Sterling, where – uh, you get people uh, in the know, people not in the know, saying that the fighter was faking and they could have continued and yada, yada, yada. So that's really where the discussion comes in. As far as the illegality, it was, a, it was a, an illegal strike, and 
Um, she couldn't continue. That's that, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but again, because it's you know no one is in that fighter's shoes, and you know no one can tell uh, specifically. No one is feeling what that fighter is, is, is feeling. No one can say. We can only speculate, and people tend to speculate, and they become subjective, and then opinions be formed. And because social media gives everyone a platform, people need to speak on those opinions. And then something that really should be in a controversy, because according to the letter of the law, uh, Ronda Marcos broke the letter of the law uh, in, right. the, in the octagon. And so it's not a controversy. It becomes a controversy when speculation gets involved as to the capacity of her opponent to be able to continue this. So. Okay. Well, I 100% agree because the thing is, you know, the back of the head and stuff, like a lot of people don't realize, okay, so you got you, you got a ton of people paying 69.99 or whatever it is for for a fight and they and they, and they watch this stuff and it goes out real quick like that and, and you got those, you know, and not not to offend any fans or any whatever but you got those armchair quarterbacks, right? And like, yeah. oh, hey, that that wouldn't happen to me. And it's like when I'm trying to teach angles on on fighters, like uh, when you're standing in front of somebody, you really only got the chin as the button. Like you got to cut an angle of 45 to get, you know, above the jawline, the jawline, the bottom of the neck, top of the neck, you know, baseline. Those are knockout spots. Like I'd watched that for years on television and I see these, you know, the, 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 these, uh, t- uh, uh, movies where some guy would, you know, chop block somebody in the neck and they'd pass out. I'm like, that's BS. That doesn't work. Like I get hit every day until I knock somebody out like that. You, you know what I mean? Like, Oh my yeah. God, that really works. You know what I mean? So there's, <laughs> there's certain knockout spots over to the side of somebody. And that's why you got to get in close you know, everyone wants to do this distant fighting, you know, throwing jabs and crosses all day, but your knockout shots are real close. You know, your shoulder to shoulder in the corner, you're getting in, throwing those hooks, those uppercuts. Those are the nasty ones. And, 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 and um, people don't realize that they're there. And so with all this stuff going on and moving, you know, forward, with that, so you've got people on the sidelines. You've got referees. You've got crowd. You've got whatever deciding what should be legal and what's not. And so, if it's a legal, uh, an illegal uh, strike as far as the organization is concerned, a back of the a rabbit punch. They've got all kinds of names for it. Uh, a back of the head, behind the ear, because that is another. Uh, uh, that will knock you out, but there's so many uh, nerve endings there, and people that have never been hit don't realize that that mm-hmm. will put you down. You know, it 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 it. it um, so so when you're into these uh, organizations and you're doing all this stuff, you got to decide. I mean, we we were what three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Um, one of the guys uh, uh, kicked somebody when they they had a hand down because it was legal where they came from, but not legal in the UFC. You, you know what I mean? So fighting, period, is 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 reaction, and sometimes you react to something um, that might be illegal in that said organization. Yes, no. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, no, well, well put, well put. Yep. Yeah. Good. 
Hey, uh, Ty, what do you think? What do you think of uh, Joseph Parker last week? The uh, Australian beat Jasur uh, by a decision. <laughs> Number one, I didn't, I didn't think I didn't think Joseph Parker won that fight. Um, just being honest with you, I thought I, I thought Jasur won the fight, and. Um, you know, Joseph Parker seems to, I gotta say this, he seems to have regressed to me. Um, and I've, I've yeah. only said that about, about a couple of fighters, Andre Berto being one, the guy I liked. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he just got to a point where, you know, you either regress or you plateau. And Joseph Parker, specifically for a heavyweight, is still young. Um, mm-hmm. And he's never really been blown out, out of the water. It's not like, you know, he's ever stepped in the lane with anybody and been dominated. But he's a guy who, you know, at 25 years old, had an upward trajectory. And, and you know, right. kind of basically a little bit before the Joshua fight, he started to plateau. And, you know, I remember he took some time off and said, hey, you know, I'm going to come back to new and improve Joseph Parker. He's still the same guy. Um, yeah. Joseph Parker is a, is, is a talented guy. He's skilled. He basically can do a little bit of everything in a ring. He's incredibly durable and tough. But he's a guy, to me, who, who uh, just doesn't really have a – kind of like a Danny Jacobs. He doesn't really, to me, right. have ever seemed to have found his ring identity. Um, and so he gets in the ring, and, and in spite of everything he is, he can't seem to put it all together at the same time. And, you right. know, in fights where he has a clear a clear talent advantage, he struggles. This was This was well before – uh, he fought Anthony Joshua. I, in fact, when he fought Anthony Joshua, it allowed me to predict how that fight would go um, because of what I had been noticing from Joseph Parker. So, uh, you know, he may have capped out his potential, and this is who he is, but he's a guy who looked like um, he had a higher ceiling, and it just doesn't, to me, he doesn't seem to be putting it all together, no matter how much he yeah. has tools. That's, that's just my opinion. So, with that said, again, Chisora, a little long in the tooth, you know, 38 years old, but he's still putting forth very credible performances against top 10 guys. So, it would be very mm-hmm. interesting to see what uh, either guy has next. So, so. Yeah. I, 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 I'm going to go a different way from Todd. Um, not not disagreeing, but I'm going to actually go to the left with this. Um, Joseph Parker, I said, I said it before the fight, he has a problem with contact. And what I see from him, I, I watch Andrade. I watch a heavyweight Andrade fight. Like the last performance from Andrade, I, I re, it looked like a repeat from Joseph Parker to me. He, he really doesn't like contact coming his way. Um, I've seen that in the Dylan White fight. Apparently uh, that happened in the Joshua fight because Joshua was longer and could get to him first. Um, Joseph Parker is not a guy who, if the contact's coming downhill on him, he's not going to fight. And then once you get to a certain level where guys are either more skilled or the contact is going to be as hard as it gets, He's not. He's not a guy who's going to stand there. He's not a guy who's going to, you know, run off a combination and and go out. He's going to wilt. And I watched him wilt against Jasor. I watched him try to win a point battle and really, really not try to get hit solid at all. Not try to take any chances. Not try to. I mean, he tried to win a points battle without winning. I mean, if there's a guy like Jasor, you're going to have to put something, you know, together on him. Because he's going to keep coming. 
I mean, mm-hmm. Joseph Parker is not that skilled to be Roy Jones to, to dance around right. him and hit him. You know, at, he's not that guy. And really, he, he, I just watch him and regress. I think the, as the level of his competition uh, rose, the, the, the contact got harder, and he regressed from the contact than anything. Uh, he, he, and I just, I mean, I don't see a guy who's willing to do that. Who's willing to willing to, to to go certain lengths? Not calling him, mm-hmm. you know, you know, out like that. But that's what really I see from him. Mm-hmm. Tony, what do you think? I agree with everything he just said. I don't think there's much more I can add to that. So I don't. I haven't really mm-hmm. kept up with that guy too much. Uh, Especially this past week and a half with Silich did that other fight that I just didn't mm-hmm. really pay much attention to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. Uh, uh, we had uh, Bernard Fernandez on, uh, the uh, president of the, of the Sports Writers Association, um, a couple weeks ago, and uh, with Stevie Cunningham, and uh, he he, the one thing he pointed out was both uh, Joshua and. And uh, Parker came on the scene about the same time, and there was an awful lot of noise about what he was going to do. But he never, according to to what uh, Bernard feels, he never really developed, and he de- yeah. never really put the in, the interest into the the job um, that anybody else has. And he felt that that was uh, one of the reasons he hadn't been getting any fights and hadn't been doing anything. But, uh, you, you know what I think he does narrow it down to a certain extent too, right? Like you know, it, yeah. Joshua, I mean uh, Parker. You know, in spite of how physically tough and durable he is, he seems to have a problem with the physicality of the fight. And mm-hmm. when the physicality of when it when it when it becomes a, a physical fight, he tends to to try to pot shot. Um, he, he, you know, you've seen him come back. It's not like he 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 will totally disappear when adversity comes. You've seen him, you know, he he hurt uh, Dylan White in the last round after you know what White was doing to him. But what it is mm-hmm. is that he he does he's not a stand his ground, you know, grit, you know, bite down on his gum shield, dig his feet into the canvas and and fight back. He's kind of not that guy. He does seem to have a problem with the physicality of fights. And to me, it's both ways. Because even when he when he has the advantages over a guy, he's not, he doesn't do what to do to, to put that guy away. He doesn't take the chances. Yeah. Um, you know what it is? He, he's, he's, he's a talented guy, but he just – and I think the, way, the best way to describe what Zito was saying, oh. not that he doesn't have heart, but he doesn't have the temperament of a fighter. Um, and, and so when he's fighting, you know, higher-level competition and guys equally skilled, uh, it becomes a fight, and and that's where he tends to falter. I agree with Zito. Yeah. Okay. Hey, hey uh, Bob. What about uh, we had uh, uh, Felipe Calouris, uh at a rally to uh, edge out uh, Luke Saunders last week. What what do you think think of that fight? Bob. He's got Ariola on his mind. What I do know is, is Luke Saunders was was subsequently uh, released. He was one of the cuts this week, so Luke Saunders yeah. lost that fight and was was immediately cut. So mm-hmm. it was a yeah. very important rally. It was unfortunately sure. for Luke Saunders. 
Because if mm-hmm. now Billy Joe could play a stick stick rap game, that that could you know, that could honestly kind of take take you know the judge's eye. Could could maybe mm-hmm. bag him some rounds if he goes ahead and stick stick and wraps him up. Um, it's going to be interesting with the if the ref lets him hold because now Canelo more or less is a headline guy. You know how that goes. The ref could, could be stringent on that. Uh, I just think Canelo right now, first of all, he's been fighting more consistent and better competition. So, and Billy Joe, I, I, after he got caught with with the uh, stuff in his system, I haven't seen. Right. I haven't seen really what, what I what I thought I would see from him. So that's my take on the fight. Hey Tony, you you um, you had some uh, some thoughts on that. Uh, why don't you uh, let, why don't you expound on it? Well, first I wasn't real happy with that last fight that I watched Billy Joe fight. I, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was even two fights ago. But when he came out, it it was disappointing to me. It was just a bunch of jumping around, a bunch of hoopla. Um, the one thing I'm glad to see is that watching all this stuff this past week is Canelo looks a little bit more concerned than he normally is and has even made statements that this is going to be a tough fight, especially at the beginning of the first few rounds yeah. just because of uh, BJ style. And uh, my gut's telling me that Canelo may pull it off, but I'm really going for Saunders and hoping he can make this happen and, with his style, if he could bring everything back to the table that he's had in the past, I think he's got a good shot at it. He's going to have to keep Canelo guessing. Otherwise, if he's sloppy like that last fight, Canelo's going to take him out. It's going to be at the end of that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> let me ask you. Let me ask you this, Ty. Um, what was it? Tuesday or Wednesday this week? Uh, there was a uh, face-to-face with Mayweather and uh, Paul, and oh, kind of childish bullshit that went on to, during the uh, the thing, uh, stealing the hat and getting in the two of them getting into a fight. Was given the fact that Mayweather is the premier uh, showman to, to, to pull something off like that. Do you think that was set up, or do you think that was just uh, something that? Uh, Paul just decided to be a jackass with. I I, I don't think in regards to that. <laughs> I don't think in regards to that. That's too much energy on foolishness. Uh, with, with that said, um, it could be either one, right? It could be either one. Um, one thing yeah. historically about Mayweather is he always likes to try to upstage the top guy. So, number one, it just kind of didn't surprise me that all that took place the same week Canelo's fighting Billy Joe Saunders. But tonight we got a real fight. You know, regardless of what you may think of Billy Joe Saunders, we know when, when, when the kid's on his A game, he's a very credible uh, threat to Canelo, specifically stylistically. He's a really cute, pure boxer, and he's a durable, tough guy, too. You know, he's, he, like Tyson Fury, he's a gypsy. Those are fighting men. He's a tough guy. You know, don't let his style fool you. He's not, you know, he's not stain of heart by any stretch of the imagination. Um, a few things to be pointed out. Both of these guys in their career have uh, had negative, have, had, have actually tested positive for a performance yeah. enhancer. Um, both of them uh, had 
excuses that you could either claim were credible or not credible. doesn't really matter. But here's what I know. Since that those tests, one of those guys has performed better, arguably, and may be performing better than he ever has, and the other guy hasn't performed at that same level since that time. It's just worth noting. Um, and, the you know, when I think of Billy Joe Saunders, I'm going to be honest with you, I can't think of Billy Joe Saunders and not think of Dr. Chris. Always think right. of Dr. Chris every time Billy Joe Saunders' name is mentioned. And the reason why is just because I remember how impressed Dr. Chris was and how verbose he was about Billy Joe Saunders' undressing of David Lemieux in Montreal. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I'll right. never forget that. And it was, it was, it was a, a marquee performance. Um, that was the best Billy Joe Saunders we've ever seen. Um, that right. guy gives Canelo fits, but loses a competitive but clear decision. He hasn't been that guy since that time. Since that time, he's only had about four fights, whereas Canelo has had five fights since 2020, basically, um, against higher-level competition. The one thing about Billy Joe Saunders, he's a hot and cold guy. Hot and cold guys, when you got guys that are hot and cold, that's – that's a mental thing, right? Because that's a guy not always showing up the best he can be. Canelo's very consistent. He's constantly the best he can be. If I got to predict, I'm always going to predict with the guy who shows it nine times out of ten when he's out there. Canelo has arguably lost fights, but you can never say he's had an off night. Tony just referenced it. Just a, a fight ago against uh, Marcelin Cojeros, I think his name was, yeah, going into the going into the eleventh round, uh, Billy Joe Saunders was down on one of the cards. Now he showed <laughs> you what he was made of. He's again, I tell you, the guy's not faint of heart. He did what he had to do, and he got the stoppage. But nonetheless, he was down on a card against a guy who was supposed to be a tune-up level fighter. Canelo mm-hmm. takes those guys out in three. You saw what he done to Avro Yidrum, who was no. the number three rated. Again, Yidrum shouldn't have been rated that high, but nonetheless. You know, when these guys are are operating on that level and they bring that level of, A, professionalism to their camps and to the ring with them, then you get those performances. And when they face guys that are overmatched, they destroy them. The guys that are hot and cold, it shows you sometimes they're not as focused as they should be. Uh, So with that said, again, you've got to lean towards Canelo, even though Billy Joe Saunders is a very live underdog in this fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Bob. The um, we have uh, two Colorado boys fighting tonight. Uh, what, what do you think of that one? We lose him again. Bob. He's got Ariola on the brain. This is birthday. You mentioned Ariola. I'm sure he's had a few. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. It's too much to do with Bob tonight. Just too much to do. I haven't been on the show two weeks, but this is what I get from the guy. It's <laughs> a whole big to do with him tonight. Yeah, we must have lost him again. Um, but I, I, you just mentioned something uh, that uh, I wanted to, to uh, let you guys know. Um, I talked to a, uh, to Elaine uh, Panarella uh, went Thursday, and uh, mm. they're going to have a uh, memorial service. Uh, sometime in June, so I'll be coming up for that. And 
Um, I I know that Bernard said he wanted to go, and uh, maybe we can all get together for lunch uh, before or after. So, uh, Absolutely. Um, Please. Just Absolutely. Let yeah. me know yeah. so I can put it on my calendar. Absolutely. Yeah, as soon as, as, soon yeah. as she gets – well, the, the boys haven't made the date yet, and she's letting that, them do that. So when I hear from young right. Chris, uh, I'll let you know. But, uh, Absolutely. Uh, Dimitri Bibles have uh, come back uh, again uh, uh, with uh, Craig Richardson. Uh, what do you think of that fight to, uh, match, uh, Z? I like Bivol. Um and it's, it's I've, I've kind of missed you know seeing him fight. He's one mm-hmm. of the more technical guys, uh, more technical, tenacious guys, mm-hmm. and. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure this is just kind of like a sort of a tune-up to, you know, something to get him busy again. But I mm-hmm. think that, uh, all, I mean, I, I would like to see him, you know, maybe fight better BS. You know, everything mm-hmm. gets contractually, you know, however that goes, squared out. You know, boxing. But, I, you know, I would like to see that matchup or somebody, you know, in the top light heavyweight division. Mm-hmm. You, you talk about uh, the, the top white uh, plate uh, division. Uh, Joe Smith's got uh, got um, um, Benavidev coming up uh, probably sometime. Well, well uh, actually, well, well right now they're looking to make they're, – they're really looking – they're targeting Joe Smith against right. uh, Um <laughs> Right now the target, I think, is July. Um, yeah. I think it's the target date is July. Uh, but Bibal yeah, last his fight. So so Bibal, they, they, that fight with Bibal was actually last weekend. Uh, Bibal won his fight. It was a little it was a little more competitive than expected. Um, Bibal hadn't fought you know in quite some time, so it was supposed yeah. to be somewhat of a tune up fight. But it was it was slightly more competitive than expected. Bibal won clean, but uh, it was a competitive fight. Uh, with that said, Bibal is you know he said he'd love to fight. Uh, Better be at or Joe Smith, um, and mm-hmm. you know after they started targeting Joe Smith, better be a Bivol uh, call is you know is calling out the winner. Um, so, so we'll see. But yeah, that fight was last week, and it, again it was a little bit more competitive than I was expecting. Bivol is one of those guys that you know he, he's the type of fighter that you have to see him against another quality fighter to really value his worth. Uh, he's yeah. not the kind of guy who's going to, um, he, you know, he's not the kind of guy who's going to go in there and give you highlights. He's just the kind yeah. of guy who's going to officially dominate fights. Like Joe Smith, you know, I thought he clearly lost that fight to, to Vlasov. However, yeah. he was much more competitive with Vlasov than he was with Bivol. Uh, yeah. Outside of seeing Bivol one time at the end of like the tenth round, um, at the very end of the tenth round, he caught Bivol with a shot that kind of you know buckled him a little bit. Outside of that, he got picked apart surgically for twelve rounds, and that's what Bivol are doing. Those guys like that, you know, guys who are who are really you know sharp and efficient boxers. They don't ever look spectacular. And so you really don't appreciate their worth until they're in with a dangerous guy and they go ahead and surgically take him apart as well. So I'm very curious to see Bivol fight up that'll be up because he is the other guy in the division. Okay. Um, 
the, I just uh, saw something come across the screen here that uh, they're now announcing that uh, tonight's fight um, at the uh, AT&T uh, Stadium is sold out at 70,000 people. Aren't we still a little soon for, for that kind of crowd? I'm yeah, I would. I would it's think so. You know, I thought that uh, you know, Dana White had the uh, the big thing uh, uh, two weeks ago up in uh, Jacksonville. We for that the, kind of crowd. Yeah, yeah it was up fifteen thousand. I mean, but you know, Jesus. I'm a to each his own kind of guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it is what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let me see. Uh, let me ask you, uh, uh, Tony. Um, with uh, the Mayweather and Paul fight coming up. Uh, <laughs> That's the question, Tony. Put you on... <laughs> put me in the spot. Yeah, boy. <laughs> all right. Let's have right, your thoughts on that one. Well, first of all, Mayweather's not going to lose to anyone. Uh, that isn't going right. to happen. Um, but when I saw this, hype that they had going on Instagram and someone was in the in the fix there that was taking various videos and you know right when he stole his hat and they ran and there was stuff going on for a few minutes at a time but then there was this period of time about maybe 10 minutes into it where it seems like things changed and it got real serious and you could see Mayweather way in the background going off using some language and stuff that I was like wait a minute now I know this was definitely BS when this started but I don't uh, think it was BS at the end of it. And uh, mm-hmm. Mayweather seemed to me like he was really pissed off and wanted a piece of this man's ass. So, yeah. I mean, the guy yeah, doesn't seem a chance against Mayweather, but, it's, you know, I'll definitely watch it for sure. With, yeah. that, with that said, Mayweather to me now looks like Kyrie Irving with his with his beard and his hair. And so mm-hmm. I, I, just, I just find the whole spectacle hilarious at this point. Yeah. Um, but, but kind of, yeah, you know, yeah. like, 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 Kind of like like Tony though, you know. I, I watch everything when it comes to a fight. Mm-hmm. I watch everything. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, just I watch Jake Paul against Ben Askren. I won't miss a, a quality fight for like I'm always going to watch the best fight. Period. That's on. Mm-hmm. And if no fights on or not a great fight's on, then yeah, I'll watch. I'll watch that fight too, as long as it's a fight. So. What about uh, there was a uh, uh, Maxine? Uh, I wanted to ask uh, Bob about this. Uh, Maxine Rodriguez uh, and Michelle Waterston, uh, Vegas twenty six. Uh, you guys get know anything about that? Yeah, that's tonight. That's the main event. Yeah. Um, it's the Cerrone fight on the undercard. Uh, right. Marina Rodriguez was was fighting Amanda Nevis, and Amanda Nevis was on the up. She was coming up. Um, and, you know, no one was looking at Marina Rodriguez as the blue-chip prospect, but a very quality prospect, you know. So when they fought in their last fight, Rodriguez knocked us out. And it was a shocker to me, a shocker to most. I kind of figured that would happen just because she was a long, you know, hard-hitting striker, you know. And the one time Rodriguez had lost was, she got ran into a punch, and the same thing happened. Mm-hmm. With that said, she's fighting Michelle Waterston, who is experienced, as experienced and as crafty as they come. Michelle has given up, as usual, 
you know, fighting at, at, at that weight uh, because Michelle was the out-of-weight Invicta champion. So Karate Hottie is giving up some size, as she usually does, um, but her grit, her technique, her craftiness, her versatility allows her to finagle the bagel a little bit. And she's been able to, you know, pull out some wins that you didn't necessarily think she might be able to. And so those type of skill and skills of that type of style could see her uh, potentially, um, you know, may edge one on the cards against Rodriguez tonight. Or, you know, she could go to an underrated grappling and potentially maybe catch Rodriguez in a surprise submission. However, mm-hmm. Rodriguez is, is a bigger, longer harder-hitting kind of volume striker. She likes to kind of bring it downhill. Um, mm-hmm. That's a tough fight. It's going to be a very tough fight for uh, for Michelle Waterson. Um, I think Re- Rodriguez is the betting favorite going in, but I'm not quite sure. Uh, but um, it's, it's, you know, it's a 50-50 fight, and I think it'll be a really good main event tonight. Um, yeah, I, I haven't studied up on them too much, so I yeah. guess I have to agree with Ty. I, I watched Bellator last night, and that oh was Oh, my a God. Damn. Mike, that was a show. Venom Page, you see what he did to that kid's nose? Well, well yeah, I, yeah, I watched the guy have a, have a hammer on the end of his foot. I watched the guy have a razor on the end of his elbow, and I watched a guy get hit in the face with a rumble. Uh, that oh, was yeah, I saw all that. Oh, that man! That was really entertaining last night, wasn't it? Oh, okay. oh my good boy! And, and younger brother Pettis, Sergio winning his first world championship. So I mean, like his brother, he, you know, he's finally out of his brother's shadow, so to speak. And he put on a great performance. Adam Archuleta was was the clear favorite going in. Yes, he was. Yeah, Sergio Pettis was a live underdog, but. Archuleta was the favorite, not just in the, in the betting books, but by the smarts, too. He was the favorite going in. Yeah. And Sergio Pettis, I mean, he really put on a tremendous performance. He's really improved. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the uh, uh, Katie Taylor uh, fight? Uh, she uh, retained her uh, WBA, WBO uh, title uh, with a win over uh, Natasha Jones. Anybody? Yeah, well, you know, Natasha Jones is a, is a former British Olympian, and so is is, is Katie Taylor. Um, Natasha Jonas's career hasn't quite panned out the way uh, they kind of thought it would, um, and, mm-hmm. and you know, Katie Taylor's has, um, but Natasha mm-hmm. Jonas is quality. She she gave Kelly, Katie Taylor a hell of a fight. Uh, the other feet of Katie Taylor admitted, you know, I had to really dig deep in those championship rounds because I knew it was close. Um, so it was a great fight specifically for British boxing and specifically for women's boxing. I thought it was a tremendous fight. It was a, uh, a very competitive, evenly matched fight, and it was an entertaining fight to watch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does anybody have any idea about Nate Diaz is out of a, out of a fight with uh, Leon Edwards uh, due to an unspecific uh, injury? Does anybody know what the injury is? I don't know what the injury is. Um, I, I heard a, a rumor that it, it's not heard, but I, you know, I read a, a rumor that it, they thought, you know, like a rib strain or something, nothing major because – it looks like yeah. they're going to just postpone the fight to July. So, 
Uh, right. Just something that's going to keep him out for a little bit of time. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, but, but, I mean, I haven't read anything that specifically said what the injury was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, guys, we're right up against our, our hour here. So, uh, uh, Ty, I want to thank you very much for everything. It's always a pleasure to have you on, and we miss you when you're gone. Uh, Z, you always prepared and, uh, and ready to go. And uh, uh, when it comes to boxing, I don't think there's anybody that can beat you as far as as uh, diagnosing the the fighters' uh, movements or or um, anything like that. Tony, I want to thank you for coming on, and I hope you'll you'll uh, join us again uh, soon. Um, I would you love any, to. Uh, thank you guys for having me. You want to you want to put any uh, any. Uh, Wait behind uh, your fighter tonight. Is he going to win or is he going to lose? I mean, I tell you, um, oh, that's a tough one. I I, I, <laughs> I want BJ to pull this off, and I think he's got a good shot. I'm. Mm-hmm. I think this is all going to go down to to me. I think it's going to go down to about the first three to four rounds, and which is what's going to determine which way this is going to go. Yeah, Canelo yeah. is scared of him. And I think if, uh, if Saunders could get in there at those first four rounds and move around and get some licks in and get some points, yeah. I think he's going to be able to pull it off. If I got a bet on it, uh, I would say I'll go. I'll go Saunders. I got to go Saunders on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the uh, everybody's saying in the trades that uh, they think uh, Saunders has got to make it past the third round uh, without uh, faltering and uh, being out of breath. Uh, uh, they're afraid if uh, he may uh, take so many punches that he may uh, have some problems. But, uh, Z, what's your thoughts? I think everything is, is going to really kind of start taking place after the third round and beyond. Mm-hmm. Class tells over okay. time, and especially with Canelo's style, Canelo's not going to rush out and, and you know, mm-hmm. Canelo's going to try to read him, counter him every now and again, maybe try to set the pace with a left hook or something like that, but as time goes on, it can, can Billy Joe adjust? We know Canelo can adjust. Can Billy Joe adjust? Mm-hmm. Canelo's seen exactly. Basically, he's seen Billy Joe. He's seen those guys before. Billy Joe hasn't seen Canelo, so I, I have to kind of go with Canelo on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Ty, what's your thoughts? So. Uh, again, I think overall you have to lean with Canelo, specifically even. I think something that we don't always consider, too, and I'll never forget right here on this very show several years ago when Arizona Laura was about to fight Canelo Alvarez, my brother Zito predicted uh, predicted Arizona Laura may win but lose on the card. So I think we always know that Canelo kind of tends to get the benefit of the doubt on the card. So I think Billy Joe Saunders would not only have to win, but win pretty clearly. Um, and I, I don't even think he's going to win. I think uh, you got to go with Canelo. Wouldn't be surprised. Billy Joe Saunders is a very dangerous opponent uh, to go ahead and nick it on the, on the scorecards. But, you know, I think smart money would have to lean with Canelo. Yeah. Z, you want to lead us out? Ah, sure, do. Uh, wonderful show, wonderful show. I want to thank Bob when he was here. <laughs> uh, happy birthday, Bob. Mm-hmm. I want to thank Tony. I want to thank you, Butch and Ty. These shows are definitely in memory of Bob, Coach Mel, and Dr. Chris. If anyone wants to hear any fighting words, please do call. 
Thank you, gentlemen, for having me on tonight. God bless all of you, and have a great fight tonight, and hopefully talk about it next week. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, damn it. Thank you very much. First, I want to say congratulations to Zito and his elder son, Teron Jr. Tell tell them about your week, uh, Zito, right quick. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just uh, came from Carolina, just touching down back home. My son graduated graduate school. <laughs> nice. Went down there. Yeah, absolutely. Went down there to you know, see the graduation and celebrate it. Mm-hmm. Great. Is he still working for the city? Uh, for the city? No, 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 no. He has a job uh, somewhere else working for the uh, college. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. That's even better. Well, congratulations, Z. Congratulations. Uh, um, I know that. Uh, uh, so that's his graduate degree. That's his master's degree now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, great, great. You didn't tell me that earlier. I'd have brought that up. Uh, well, yeah, I had. To, to, uh, I didn't hear it mentioned, so I thought it was significant to mention that. Yeah. Um, I just want to say I will not be with you guys next week. I. I will actually be in North Carolina myself, uh, leaving in the middle of this week, so I will miss next week's show. Uh, but, you know, it was great being on. Uh, happy birthday, Bob, Butch, Zito, Tony, great being on with you guys. Bob is our co-pilot. Coach Mel is watching over us. Dr. Chris keeps us laughing. Have a great week. I'll see you guys in two. You too. Ladies and gentlemen, Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week in grateful appreciation to the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, men and women police and fire services, men and women on the first line in COVID at the hospitals, the, the auxiliary people, everybody out there. These programs are also dedicated to those who lost their lives in the line of duty, Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman David Curtis, Patrolman Jeffy Colcap, Sergeant Thomas Bainger, Patrolman Jeffrey Yazowitz, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, San Diego Officer Mike Hendler, Lieutenant Mike Zerba, Newcastle County Police, Patrolman Alpha Christman, Lakeland PD, Chief Al, <coughs> Al Hogle, Longwood Key Police Department, Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department, Highway Patrolman Alonzo Moses, Philadelphia Highway Patrol, Highway Patrolman Brian Lazaro, Philadelphia Highway Patrol, Highway Patrolman Brian Murphy, Plymouth Township, PA Highway Patrol, Lieutenant Bob Neary, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant Mike Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department, Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department, Deputy Jonathan Scott Pine, Orange County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman Robert Jermaine, Windermere, Florida Police Department, Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol, Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department, Patrolman Charlie Condit, Tarpon Springs Police Department, Hillsborough County Deputy Sheriff Charlie Kotloff, Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department, Sergeant Rodney Bond, the Delaware State Police. Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Ardeth Hope, Wilmington Fire Department. Special uh, FDLE Special Inspector Vinny Galaccio. Delaware State Trooper Corporal Stephen Ballard. Kissimmee Patrol Officer Matt Baxter. Kissimmee Sergeant Sam Howard. Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department. Deputy Bill Gentry, Highland County Sheriff's Department. Deputy Clay Zerber, Clay County Sheriff's Department. Deputy Natalie Corona, L.A. County Sheriff's Department. Deputy April Rodriguez, Pasco County Sheriff's Department. Uh, Officer Bob McKetchen, Biloxi, Kentucky Police Department. Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol. Sergeant Brian, Brian LeBake, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department. And Deputy Mike Malik, uh, Pinellas County Sheriff's Department. <laughs>
my brothers and sisters, although you may be 10-7 at this point in time, at some time we'll be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, may the roads rise up to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall softly on your fields and the sun shine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your family always in the hollow of his hands. And please, uh, have a, to all the uh, mothers out there, have a happy Mother's Day. Uh, we really appreciate your listening. Shemarek
All units be advised, 1999 has responded to his last emergency. May God rest his soul. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.